Hi, I'm Mo Crum. And I'm Harrison Crum. And we're the Crummy Marathoners. This podcast is for beginners by beginners. If you're thinking about running your first marathon or half marathon or are in the process, this is for you. We realized as we were training that many resources out there expect people to know what they're doing when marathon training. Well, think of this as a marathon training guide for dummies. We'll go through many of the questions we have as we make our way through the beginning of our running journey and what we have learned. If we can inspire others to run a marathon, then we consider this a success. On today's episode, we give tips for running in the heat and we interview the inspiring and hilarious running blogger and mom, Erin, aka Mrs. Space Cadet, to learn about her journey and how she's filming every step of the way. Welcome to bonus episode number three, I think this is. Number three. Well, really episode 11. We're really excited to get in front of everybody again with another awesome bonus episode. These bonus episodes have been really cool. And let it be known that Harrison is an excellent interviewer, and that is why he takes the the reins on this. That's half the reason, though. The other half is because you're with the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Because I usually do them either like... Early in the morning, yes. or kind of like at night, and the kids are sleeping, and so Mo is a rock star mom. And your rock star dad for letting me sleep in. I have, I truly have wanted to be a part of the discussions, but I have realized they would not be as productive. <laughs> I, I would be like, I'm going to start a campaign. Everybody, message us on Instagram telling Mo that you want her to run the next interview. <laughs> Okay, and I, <laughs> that way I can prove to her not everybody just wants to hear me doing the interview. Oh, sure, Harrison, sure. Well, we're excited to bring you today's guest, but before we do that, we first want to just take a moment to talk about recent events. Um, we don't want to get political on anyone or make anyone feel a certain way, but we do think it's important for all of our listeners, both nationwide and, and nationally, to um, understand kind of where we stand with all of this. Yeah, we fully acknowledge that we have listeners who come from different backgrounds, have different perspectives, and have different opinions, and we want to be respectful towards all. However, we firmly stand against any type of racism, any type of racial prejudice, um, social injustice. We we stand against it. and Police brutality. Yeah, police brutality. Um and what's been happening in our country has been heartbreaking. And for those who are friends not in America, um, it's just been really probable how divided this country has, has become. But I also think with all the division that there is a lot of unity. And this podcast is a great opportunity for us to let those who are listening and who do feel like we do know that we we stand with you in trying to unify this country to stand up for what's right. And to also as Harrison, as a white American and myself as an Asian American slash Mexican American, we are doing what we can to educate ourselves to further increase our knowledge of how to support all communities of color, but most especially right now, the black community. And we have personal friends, close friends who have told us how just immensely painful this has been for them over the last few years and over their lives. And 
we want to do our part to support and love them as much as we can, because we both believe that above all people should love one another. I, I completely agree. I think the most important thing for us to all remember out of all of this is to speak up when you see something, to not be afraid. I know that's something I've struggled with in the past is kind of being afraid to, to say something. Um, but, but moving forward, I think this has all opened my eyes. And I just want to say that we both have had as a biracial marriage, as a biracial couple, we have had some hard conversations, but those conversations have been really powerful and though exhausting at times. Sorry, Harrison. <laughs> a couple of late nights, but hey, it's worth it. Yeah, though exhausting and sometimes incredibly uncomfortable, they have really been beautiful and they have been the start of a conversation that I feel like a lot of America is having right now. And I think that's how you move towards change. Absolutely. So with that, we, we want to just take kind of a moment of silence for everyone to reflect on everything that's happened uh, before we jump into our next topic. And uh, just one last thing I wanted to mention, I was reading somewhere along the many sea of social media posts, and this really stood out to me, especially if you're not sure what to do. So if you're not sure how to respond, listen. If you're not sure what to read, research. If you're not sure what to do, donate. Not sure becomes not my problem, and it's not enough to be not sure when racism is still taking lives and living amongst us. Drop the mic, but really don't drop my mic because it's. <laughs> We're all in this together. <laughs> We're all in it together. Troy Bolton, High School Musical. <laughs> so with that, um, it's hard to kind of transition to anything else, but for the sake of what our listeners came here to, to listen to, um, before we get into our, our guest this week, we want to talk about something that I think is on everyone's mind, which is running in the heat. How do you mm. do it? Because Mo and I, we live in Arizona, oh. <laughs> and it's a legitimate, like, life-threatening challenge if you go at the wrong time of the day. So uh, we just want to share a couple of tips, some science that we've learned recently about running in the heat, and uh, hopefully it's helpful. So you ready for me to drop some science on you, Mo? Do it. All right. So I learned, I've never actually researched what happens in your body when you're trying to run in the heat and how it cools down and why it works harder. So... Um, Hopefully this is interesting to everybody. So first and foremost, when you're running, your body is heating up and your muscles are moving and everything's getting hotter. Well, it's hotter outside. So this is kind of all escalating. And what your body starts to do is it takes the blood away from your core and kind of sends it out to the surface of your skin. Mm. Interesting, right? And so with that, then your muscles aren't getting as much blood flow as they're normally getting which not only means they're harder to move. Like, have you ever started running, Mo, and you feel like it's getting hotter outside and your muscles are kind of running in slow motion? I was just the other day. <laughs> and not only that, they kind of feel like they're burning more than they normally do. At least oh, yeah. that's how I feel. Like, a lot of my recent runs this summer have just kind of felt, like, sluggish. I know. And a lot of times people say, feel the burn, and I'm running. I'm like, I don't want to feel the burn. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, that's because, yeah, your, your muscles don't have as much blood going through them as, as normal. And not only that, it's causing your heart to beat faster. Mm -hmm. So it raises your heart rate. 
Okay. So that's kind of the first thing that's going on. The other thing is the way your body cools down is you sweat, but then that sweat evaporates Mm -hmm. and that evaporation. I don't know all the science behind how this works, but I just know that that's kind of how it, how it happens. But when it's hot outside, it tends to be more humid. The air is more saturated with moisture. And so you don't really cool. Yeah. Because the sweat doesn't really have a chance to evaporate. So I guess the takeaway from all of this is when you understand how your body works with with the heat and when mm-hmm. trying to run, mm-hmm. it helps you kind of cut yourself a little bit some a little bit of slack. But not only that, you can kind of work around it and you can put some strategies in place to make sure that you're um, sort of mitigating the the heat that you're going through. Yep, that's a good point. So we put together some tips for running in the heat for us in Arizona and really for anyone else. I know in some places right now across the country this isn't an issue at all. Um, no, but see, we like don't have to. East. I know we lived in, in the Boston area and we, but it got really humid there. It didn't get as hot, but it was super humid. That's true. That's true. It was really humid. But the nice thing was you could leave early in the morning Mm -hmm. or late at night and it, it wasn't as bad as during the day. Yeah. Here you have to wake up so early early or go so late. Yeah. The problem with trying to run at night in Arizona is, is the, like the asphalt has been beaten down by the sun all day long. Mm-hmm. And so even 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, it's still like, even though it's only 80, 85 degrees at night, you can just feel the heat like coming off the street. Oh man, if you biff it, <laughs> that's pretty much like you've just got a new tattoo on your face. And it's like a red tattoo, a sunset tattoo. Okay, <laughs> stop talking. So... There's a very short window of time that you can run because you can't run midday um, when it's 90 to 100 degrees. No, but I will say the other day, though, remember, I went on a run. It was like 1130, almost noon. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was still 90 degrees out, but it 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 wasn't as bad as I thought, but it was still pretty bad. Yeah. And if you're going to run midday, I guess just keep it super low mileage. Um, but here in Arizona, you probably want to run before 7 a.m. and mm-hmm. after 9 p.m. But even then, it's still, there's really not a good option unless you're waking up at like four in the morning. So yeah, it's a short window of time. But the key is wake up super early in the morning if you can, because that's going to be the best time to run. The other part of this is you need to be completely hydrated. Mm, yes. And this is an unofficial, non-sponsored plug. However, let it be known that we would love to be sponsored <laughs> By Body Armor. We are obsessed with Body Armor. Yes. I heard about Body Armor from, there is a influencer who's all about organic, wholesome ingredients in everything, not just food. And she had talked about this energy drink called Body Armor that uses coconut water and doesn't have... No artificial coloring. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like a Gatorade substitute. Yes. I like that substitute. It's not the best thing for you, but if you need something to hydrate you and pump you with electrolytes, this is definitely Mm -hmm. the best thing on the market in our opinion. And also rest in peace, Kobe. I'm pretty sure is like either he helped found. Really? Found it or, or maybe it's he invested in it. I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that part so of it. So body armor, everyone. Body armor. Check is it out. Legitimate. Uh, Strawberry banana. Yes, that's a good flavor. Mm-hmm. All right. The other obvious ones, wear a hat and try to run in the shade if you can. Um, for example, what I'll try to do is, so like if the sun is coming up in the east, I'll try to run north and south if yeah. possible rather yeah. than east and west because then 
when I'm running towards the sun, it's like beating down in my face and it mm-hmm. just feels hotter for some reason. But the flip side of that then is on your way back, then it's kind of in your back. So it's not as bad, but I would just say if at all possible, try to plan your route where you're running in more shaded areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And lastly, if you can, if you have access to a treadmill, try to jump on a treadmill every so often um, and run indoors because of course, then you're not gonna have to deal with any of these issues. The only, the only challenges, and we've kind of talked about this in the past, but treadmill running is not as good of a workout for your body and for your legs as, um, as running outside. Harrison, you forgot one of the most important tips. What's that? Wear sunscreen. I struggle with that. I Yes. That's why he forgot. It's because he does not remember and he burns like a lobster. It is so important to wear sunscreen. You're right. I just, for some reason, my mind feels like early in the morning, I'm not going to be as susceptible to being burned. I know. I know it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> She's staring at me like I'm crazy. No, I just think about all the times. She's like, I don't need it. Oh, I forgot. No, uh, I definitely need it because I've had to have like a piece of my skin taken out by the dermatologist because of precancerous stuff. Yes. So. And it's scary people. It is. Wear sunscreen. Well, we are excited to introduce our new guest. Her, na- her name is Erin, a.k.a. Mrs. Space Cadet. But her her Instagram name is I'm Mrs. Space Cadet, all one word. And she's got a huge following. She got big on TikTok, and now she's got a, a really successful YouTube channel. And she's a vlogger, and she runs, and she's a mom. She's got a really interesting story. She's a run a mommer <laughs> But she's also just an incredible human being. She is. So without further ado, here is Mrs. Space Cadet. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, good morning. Oh, good morning. How's it going today? Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing well. So you're Eastern time. What 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 state do you live in? I'm in Pennsylvania. Oh, right on. What part? Um, Berks County. So like near between Allentown and Reading. I is guess that, that would be southeastern. Is that anywhere near uh, Scranton? Um, it's like maybe a couple hours. Okay. Or less than two hours, yeah. Huge office fit. So does do a lot of people ask you that? Actually, no, I've never been asked <laughs> that, but I'm also a huge office fan. <laughs> nice. Well, I one time for work I had to drive kind of in that area and I wanted to pass through there, but it, it didn't it didn't end up working out. So Yeah, um, it's quite underwhelming to be honest, if when you actually go there. That's that's kind of what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> 
I have a couple of friends who live out there, but um, thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're really excited to talk to you. It's just me today. It's just Harrison. Um, okay. Mo's sleeping with the kids. She was up, had a late night with our little one. So um, yeah, we, we have a podcast together. We're, we're kind of in the same boat as you. We're training for kind of our first races. Well, I already ran my first marathon, um, but she hasn't run a marathon at all. She's training for a half. So okay. we're awesome. documenting it through a podcast. And I, I know you, you like to document uh, your journey through, it looks like Instagram and YouTube. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of this word that you created, you've won? <laughs> yeah, I actually um, am on TikTok also. Oh, okay. Which kind of, yeah, so that TikTok is what really kind of grew my other followings. Um, first, I started on YouTube. And um, yeah, that's where I came up with, you know, I vlog while I run, I vlog. Um, and basically, I saw a lot of other running channels, they would use um, B roll of them running. And then after which is really nice, you know, they would put music to it and everything. And then after they got finished with their run, they would sit down in front of the camera and talk about their run. But I didn't find anyone I could relate to, I wanted to actually watch someone run. Sure. I wanted them to talk to me through the screen while they're running, hear how they breathe. How do they run up the hills? Are they struggling like I am? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's when I really thought, you know what? That's what I want my channel to be. I want to be someone for other beginners to relate to and also show my progress. And so, yeah, I just came up with, I'm like, well, I vlog, I run, just combine <laughs> them and I have run. And what I started to do is I would make shorter versions of these and post to TikTok. And nice. one of them blew up to like over a million views. Maybe it's at 2 million now. And it really struck a nerve there, like in a positive way to where people were like, oh, you know, you don't, you're not perfect. You're not like this, yeah. you know, picture perfect runner either. I always <laughs> feel embarrassed when I run and uh, that's what really brought people over to my Instagram and YouTube. I think they just, it just shows that people wanted more of that. That's more amazing. relatability. Can yeah. you, can you send us that TikTok so we can post it on our uh, Instagram? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. I have a whole slew of them, but I'll send you <laughs> the first one. Uh, the first one I posted that, that went viral. That's awesome. That so yeah. th that I'm a super old man. I'm, I'm really not, but I, I, I don't have TikTok. I'm, I'm one of those kind of skeptics. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know anything really about it other than people dance in front of the, the camera. <laughs> right. Not me. That's Not for you. Sure. You're running in front of the camera. But I, I yeah. did watch a couple of your YouTube videos and I thought they were hilarious. Um, you did a great yeah, job yeah. of that. Thank you. Some um, days you just don't feel like being funny. And so some of them are more like melancholy and, hey guys, I'm just being real. I'm not in a good mood today, but yeah. Here we are running anyway. <laughs> I think that's what people, especially at the beginning stages, care to see, you know. So um, can you tell us a little bit about why you started running? Where did this come from? What kind of running background do you have? All that good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So a long time ago before I had kids, I actually um, quote unquote trained for a half marathon. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have any virtual coach or anything. I just downloaded a plan. It was not fit for me. Um, and when I got to the race, I was very ill-prepared. 
I felt like my legs were like flopping at the end. <laughs> like I, it was horrible. And I said, you know what? I'm never doing this again. I, I didn't run after that. Um, that was about maybe six years ago. And, you know, I would try and stay healthy in other ways. But um, after having our third baby, uh, this, or it was um, about a year ago, I was four months postpartum. I was miserable health-wise, um, just body-wise, mind, like mental um, state, just all around miserable. And I didn't know what else to do. I couldn't go to the gym. I just didn't have time to get anywhere. I put on my running shoes, which I had like holes in them at this point, my ratty clothes. And I just walked out the door and ran and it was barely a mile. Um, my pace was probably, probably over 15 minutes. Um, but the feeling I got, it was like this little temporary glimmer of calmness um, and kind of everything made sense instead of just feeling so scattered and sleep deprived and upset. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of like was grasping for that every day after that. I'm like, you know yeah. what? I think this is a sign that I need to do this, stick with it and do it the right way. Um, and really kind of figure out how to do things properly, which I didn't do at first because what I did was for my YouTube videos, I decided I'm going to do a challenge where I run every single day for 30 days. Now I know your body needs rest days. <laughs> right, right. Uh, luckily, I didn't get injured or anything during that time because my the distance was so low. But um, I what it did for me was it did make it a routine. So I had to fit it in every single day. And from then on, after that 30 days, I thought, I'm just going to go big. I'm not going to do a train for 5K. I'm just going to train for a marathon. <laughs> and um, I don't know why. Part of me on these long runs now, I'm like, why did I say that? Right. But it has been quite life-changing. I'm, I'm very glad I made that decision. But that's how I got started. It was just that feeling of um, overall just being miserable with myself. And I didn't want to sure. feel like that anymore. Now that you've been in it for a while, how long would you say you've been you've been training for your full marathon? Um, officially training, I would say, let's say I started that thirty days. I think it was last August, so it would probably be September that um, when I decided on the marathon, and that's when I found um, I I was I had this friend um, for a while. She does virtual training. Her Instagram is at What Runs You. And I kind of reached out to her to just put the feelers out like, hey, do you think this is something I could do? You know, I think yeah. I needed validation from someone that knew what they were doing. And when she was like, let me be your coach, like you can do this, you know, um, I just I went with it. I said, let's do it. And um, so that's about when it started. And, and I was starting from zero. So. Um, my longest run last weekend was 13 miles. This Sunday is going to be 14. So I'm a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. So your friend is a coach and mm -hmm. are you still working with her or was that kind of just yes. to get you off the, okay. Uh, she, well, she's the only reason I'm still doing it, to be honest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, there's, I have this, like, I don't know if it's my personality or what, but the second I have trouble with something or I have a 
question that I can't find a solid answer to, I just give up, which isn't, is, I'm not proud of it, but I'm just being honest. Sure. (laughs) And just to have her as an expert, I mean, her credentials, I should maybe memorize them to share, but, um, I mean, she's run marathons pregnant. She's coached so many people to run marathons with health issues and, um, just overall, she also does like nutrition and everything. So she's this overall support that I've been really leaning on through it. Um, yeah, so I'm still working with her and she might actually drive out to me and do my 14 mile run um, with me. We'll see if we can do that safely, (laughs) like social distancing and everything. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that that first like 14, 15, 16 miler is completely daunting. But once you get up to that, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, what's another three, four more. And then you're at 20 and then, oh my gosh, you know, and then from there you're like, all right, I'm ready for race day. I think if you can run 16 to 18 miles and then you're good. So, yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. I feel like we're getting, I'm getting there. <laughs> well, I think you're doing it the right way. You're, you're taking the time you're, you started back in August. You're not mm-hmm. trying to run a race in three months, you know, which some people do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I even saw videos of people saying I'm going to run a marathon with no training. Yeah. Um, but a big thing for me is, and you would know as a parent too, if you get injured, I mean, taking care of little, very needy kids is very difficult if you're not feeling great. Absolutely. So would so. you say that running now for you is a drag or you enjoy it? Cause that those first 30 days you were like, Hey, I really need this in my life. But now you uh-huh. say, Oh man, I'm kind of regretting. This thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the long runs I do get nervous for. Um, something I like that my coach said to me the other day was it's a push pull. So when you start, you kind of have to push yourself to get after the runs. You tend to dread it more, but then you get to the top of this peak and then you're pulled toward it. So you might see someone running and that pull feeling is, Oh, I can't wait to get out for my run or, Oh, I bet they're having a great run. I can't wait to get out. So I did notice more recently that I do have that pull feeling like so I am starting to enjoy it more I think it's taken me a long time though I still do have to push myself out a little bit yeah I can totally relate to that I think the pull comes into play for me when I'm feeling a little bit injured or so or sore Mm -hmm. you know I I feel like oh man am I ever going to get back out there you know you kind of have that craving to get out there and it's this Right. It's this weird addiction, which feels sometimes kind of wrong, but it's so right. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. So, so um, how has running interfered with being a parent and trying to live a normal day life? You know, trying to train for a marathon and and be a normal mom. Right. I feel like the the short weekday runs have been a little more doable. Um, the kids, you know, they're like, "Is it a short one?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then they kind of go off and play, but the long runs are starting to be like, okay, well, I got to first drive out. I got to drop my waters or Gatorade. I need to plan my route. I need to really do my um, warm ups and stretches. And then I'm going to be gone for a few hours running. So yeah. they know on like those long run days, like, oh, mom's going to be leaving. And I do have this tinge of guilt still. I used to feel super guilty. But now it's just like this tinge of it. And I just know that I'm going to be better for it. I'm going to be a better mom. They're learning from me like, wow, she's really working toward this. And 
being healthy and so I'm kind of being a role model for them hopefully but it does the time commitment is I think the biggest interference in terms of being a parent and trying to do this so um it's just something that we have to plan the day around and thankfully my husband Dan is super all in about it um he knows like okay Sunday's coming around I want to do this this and this I'll do it after Aaron is home and settled back in, you know? So I think it's if to have a support system also after this, you know, uh, social distancing, it's safer to be around, you know, my in-laws and my parents. We also have them who are always willing to help with the kids. So um, I'm sure we'll be leaning on them a bit to help out, but um, it is definitely more of a struggle when you have, kids especially more than one (laughs) well so when you get done with your 12 or 13 mile run do you feel completely exhausted to where you need to go take a nap oh I would love to take a nap but it never plays out that way because Um, of the kids or (laughs) yeah the kids um you know even if Dan would say like hey let's you know let's just go outside and play leave mom to take a nap they're going to be constantly in like every minute. I'm such a light sleeper. Okay. I don't even try anymore, <laughs> but yeah, I do feel super exhausted afterward. I just try yeah. and refuel, do my stretches and kind of just you take that feeling of extreme exhaustion and just think of it as I'm just really relaxed right now <laughs> and I'm going to play with the kids as best I can. Sometimes it's hide and go seek might be, um, me yelling and guessing where I think they're hiding and they'll play like that. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I, I asked that question because that's when I, at least at the very beginning, that's how it was for me on my weekend runs. It would be like, I would say to my wife, I'm so sorry, but like, I'm exhausted. I need to sleep for like at least an hour or something. Um, But I would say as I've run a little bit more and have become more accustomed to it, those higher distances haven't, haven't taken as much out of me and so I think that's something to look forward to oh that's good to hear I just thought it might get worse (laughs) (laughs) well I think it will get it'll get worse before it gets better for sure because you're working up to those higher mileage that higher mileage yeah you know but then once you have a few of those under your belt I think it gets better oh that's good so what what's the biggest or, or I guess what are some of the biggest things that you've learned uh from running um Geez, I feel like there's so much. Um, One of the things when people ask me, how do you stay so motivated? I get that question all the time on TikTok, especially. Um, And the answer is I am not sometimes. But one thing I learned for sure is I don't give myself the option to not go. And so after I learned that and just set myself to it, I'm like, this works for me. I'm using this, you know, I, I just don't give myself that option unless I have a fever and body aches or something. Obviously you can't physically run at that point. But, um, I also learned to just embrace the, um, struggle. So there, I ran through the winter, through all snowstorms, freezing rain, uh, miserable weather this past winter. And I just learned to all, uh, kind of like find humor in it like when you're so miserable and your shoes are <laughs> sopping wet and you, you just kind of have to laugh at yourself like <laughs> yeah well and, the, you know and you're I mean? and you're documenting it for everyone to see so everyone can kind of laugh with you exactly it's a good feeling to just show 
and I, I really am so thankful that I decided to film that first run also, because what I also learned is looking back at that and seeing myself, I look different. I sound different. I, um, the, the difference in like, I, I couldn't even run a mile and I can, I can actually just watch that. I, sure. it, it's very surreal interesting so yeah just yeah just having that documented has taught me so yeah. much about myself I've just never been one to stick with anything and um just sticking with this and seeing that progress is a huge um eye-opener for me yeah yeah no that's amazing that you have that documented so you can go back and and watch do you look at that now and say who is that girl I almost look at it like I, it was a different person, but I feel sad for that person. I feel sad for the past me that I was um, kind of like, oh, I, what business do I have out like running? Like this isn't going to help. And I was just so negative and so negative about how I look at myself that it made, it makes me feel sad. <laughs> like yeah. that I ever felt like that. I don't. And that's a big reason that I kept going with the filming and, documenting like even on instagram is i really don't want people to feel like how i felt then i yeah. want them to, sh to to be able to see that past me but also see the present me and show that if if you're feeling like that you know please don't like you can you can do this you can make a change and if you can't physically run just you know to have a goal and work toward that even if it's walking or maybe it's a different health goal. Like it is doable. I was yeah. always that person that never stuck with it. So um, I just hope that it helps people. And I can't believe how many it has been helping. It's, it's really rewarding. Definitely. Why do you think people resist running so much? Uh, I think a lot, but uh, maybe the fear of injury, the fear of judgment from other people. I had like this imposter syndrome, maybe you could call it. I yeah. felt like, oh, I, I don't look like a runner. I'm not a runner. And if a runner passes me, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, what is she doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think there's that for some people. Um, and a lot of people don't know where to start. Like um, that was a big pain point for me, which, you know, thankfully my coach helped me with. And uh, we're actually launching our own run plan that, is um, designed in phases to where no matter what level you're at, you could technically start there and work up to a marathon with me. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And I would just be there for the solidarity and experience. Right. She's there for the actual coaching. No, that's amazing. Um, but I, I get that a lot. How do I start? Where do I start? I don't, it's very overwhelming. I think that's like that overwhelming feeling kind of keeps people from starting. Yeah. Well, because I think if you're thinking about all these things and you're overwhelmed and you're like, how could I possibly run a marathon? I can't even run a mile right now, but you can't yeah. think of it that way. You have to break down. Okay. It's really not that hard for the average person to just put on some old shoes and go run a mile. Like anybody can do that. Even yeah. if it takes them 30 minutes to do it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think like you said, it's just putting one, one foot in front of the other. And mm -hmm. I, I almost feel kind of like I'm when people ask me and I say that, I feel like almost like I'm mocking them. It's not the case. Like it's, it really is just get out, put one foot yeah. in front of the other. Right. You know? Yeah. Physically putting the foot, the feet in front of exactly. the other one. <laughs> it's not that difficult at the same time it is like, it, yeah, I, get, I get it mentally. Cause I've yeah. been there totally. Mm -hmm. So what advice then do you have 
for people kind of who are in your shoes, who are just starting out, they're, they're going to go out and they have this big goal, but, but they need some kind of advice. What would you tell them? Um, really believe in yourself that you can do it. I mean, that's, there's so, everyone has so much self-doubt and I myself have self-doubt, you know, the, each phase I get through, I, I doubt myself with the next one, but when, when they finally push through those hurdles and get to that mile, really embrace that feeling. I mean, that will carry you through my first tips to just get started would be, first of all, get fitted at a running shoe store when they open, just make sure you have the right (laughs) shoes for your feet and get, if it is possible for, for certain people, I would definitely get either a virtual coach an in-person coach, some kind of uh, just an individual that has expertise to help you along the way when maybe you have shin splints, maybe you you're, you have shoulder pain or you feel like you can't breathe. Try Googling those things. And uh, my problem was you're, you're going to get a thousand answers. Right. And then how do you know who to trust on, on there? Exactly. Um, so that was a big thing for me. Just really try and if it's important, for you to to start, I would just start with that proper shoes and get someone that can really help you make sure you're doing it right. And if people aren't, you know, in, interested in like the run plan that we're launching, if people follow us, um, I'm my at on Instagram is I'm Mrs. Space Cadet and my coach is at what runs you. We're going to be um, putting up a ton of free content for like frequently asked questions and things like that specifically stuff that I ran into when I was starting that I would like desperately call her out of breath like what do I do about this yeah um so yeah just uh kind of follow there's plenty of people on Instagram too that are just a wealth of knowledge you know just connect start connecting with people like that and you'll start to feel more confident when you do run into hurdles about how to overcome them. Absolutely. And I would, I would say that exactly what you said, having someone to, to hold you accountable, to coach you through it, even if it's not like a paid coach, right? Even if it's right. just a friend, because <clears throat> not everybody has the budget for that. Some people do. And exactly. you know, that's, that's something that I hope to do at some point is, is hire an actual coach who's had a you know ridiculous marathon time so that they can just teach me some of the things that maybe I haven't been able to find on my own. Um, yeah. Well, so what's your race day? What's the big, what's the big goal? Uh, well, my goal is to make it there and finish. Um, so I don't have a time. I feel like if I set a time for myself, <laughs> I'm just going to work myself into a tizzy and be way too nervous. Um, I want to finish. I, I hope that the races aren't canceled in November, but if, um, if it is, I'm going to stick with the same date and just plan a route out here. Not sure. my ideal situation. Cause the Hills here, um, kill me <laughs> still. <laughs> so, um, but I, I really want to stick with it. I want to film the whole thing. Yeah. And just share it with people that were like me thinking I could never do that. Or I don't want to do that. Sure. Um, yeah, just share that whole journey with them. Absolutely. What race is it in November? Um, it's the Philadelphia Marathon. Oh, nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're rooting for you. Well, I have Thank to ask you so though, much. And likewise, <laughs> I have to ask, where does the name Miss Space Cadet come from? Oh, yeah. So 
it has nothing to do with running but um when i started my youtube channel i had to think of a name that kind of described me so when i was younger maybe like 10 or 11 i went on this girl scout field trip and my parents gave me 20 dollars to get you know a souvenir or something and food and i lost the 20 dollars and my my um friend's mom said oh aaron you're you're such a space cadet and I don't know, that just really stuck with me. And I am a very spacey person, especially since having kids. I feel like my mind has just gone out the window. Um, yeah, so, and, you know, Mrs., because I'm married, and Mrs. Space Cadet just kind of <laughs> personified me, I guess, in a, in a YouTube channel name. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. Oh, thank uh, you. I'm just so thankful to be on here and talk to you know, other beginner runners, I hope everyone gets out there and tries to do a mile. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate the time. Um, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you. You too. Take care. We hope you enjoyed listening to Erin and, and my conversation. She's hilarious. Yeah. She's awesome. She's so, I, I just love how humble and honest she is to the, her whole approach with this mm -hmm. running thing. She doesn't pretend to be something she's not. Mm -hmm. And I think that alone is motivation for people and is what has sort of allowed people to feel as though, hey, if she can do it, I can do it too. Right. She's relatable. Absolutely. But she's hilarious. And that's also why I think she like can grab these followers and people and like us in because she's so funny and so relatable you're like if she can do it i can do this exactly i really related to her as a mom um you know raising little kids and trying to fit running into a daily schedule as you all know is incredibly challenging but to be able to see the unique ways that she <laughs> that she does it and then also how she copes with it has that was just awesome. Yeah, like how she plays hide and go seek with her yeah. kids, and she'll just yell out. That's I can see you doing that. I'm gonna do that with Leah tomorrow. I know it can get exhausting with with our daughter. She just like always wants to play, which I love. But oh yeah, I love it. But you know, there are times you're super tired after a run or just having worked all day. Hey, okay, but then you hear the voice. Come play with me. I know. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, That's so. so that was super cool. That was really cool for me to to hear and to hear her talk about her experiences as a mom. Absolutely. And I love how she has been able to track her progress. You know, she filmed herself on day one and now she can look back at that and see the person that she was and how running has really made an impact on her life. So everyone know that her run plan with her coach is live. Yeah. So check her out on YouTube, on TikTok. Um, once again, she's Miss, Mrs. Space Cadet. And um, for everyone out there who feels like it can't be done, that you can't run a marathon, you can't train for it, you don't have the time, just go follow her and look into her story. And, and I promise that you'll find uh, inspiration from what she's doing. Thanks so much, Erin, for talking with Harrison and continuing to inspire others with your humor and life. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Peace and love. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this runny journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify. Search his name under B-R-E-K-K.